week two of League MX is in the books, and we are here to wrap it up. The FMF State of Mind crew, introduce yourselves, guys. Ness, <laughs> FMF team, short break. Ness. Not all Yo. at once, guys. <laughs> all right, Antonio here. You know what? You know what it is. We about to. We're about to wrap up the weekend. We're about to talk about it. We're about to uh, rag on Cruz Azul, as always. Nestor, I know you got that covered. <laughs> you know it. Okay, Rafa, uh, at Comedia MX, like here to talk about Pumas and the national team. Lastly, but not least, uh, Jair. Uh, just want to let out some frustration throughout the show. Just really frustrated with Chivas and and and. This whole dilemma about the national team and uh, just ready to wrap this up. Also part of the FMF State of Mind crew and excited to be back. And now let's dive right in. Let's just we'll just go through the games. Um, you guys stop me if there's anything happening in that game you want to talk about. Um, we'll start with the Friday games. Uh, Monarcas Santos Laguna. Uh, anyone surprised by that three one? Santos uh, Monarcas winning three one. Yes, they were robbed last week, so I'm glad that they yeah. came back with that W. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm glad too. That's that's something definitely that they needed to, you know, get them going. Because remember how we were talking about it? Apparently, we were saying, well, that game could really cost them, but they came up with a big win with the three one, so they 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 bounced back. There's something pretty good. I was surprised. I honestly thought Santos was going to beat them. I honestly thought. I don't think anyone expected Monarcas to win, but you know, Santos did get rid of a lot of their key players, so you know that's going to cost them some matches. Mm-hmm. Um, other game on uh, Friday, Puebla beating Toluca 2-1. Anyone else surprised by that result, too? I mean, I feel like Friday's with all these crazy results. Nope. Toluca are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> well, we got a next referee let them off the hook last week. But just overall, I feel like they're not as good as, you know, as far as they have been in the finals the past, I think, what, three years? And they haven't been really winning anything. I mean, they've been kind of Monterreying it up, but... Overall, I don't think they're even going to come close this year. And overall, the flaws and the cracks showed this past week. Yeah. It was good to see Gringo Torres finally, you know, playing. That man's been injured forever. Yeah. It seems like he's always injured. Well, he's injured and he's buried on that Tigres squad. Yeah, so it's nice to see him finally, you know, do something with his with his career that's fading fading away. I mean, he's he's an older player, too. It's not like he's in his 20s, you know. Yeah, he scored pretty. Yeah, he pre, he scored a pretty nice goal too. So it was, it was, yeah, it was goal. a pretty nice goal because I, you know, I was looking at the top five goals of of, of the whole Liga Mekis, and his was like ranked number two or three. So I mean, he he did pretty good. Yep. So this up, he might get a good um, MLS contract coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you that he can, if if he gets a contract, I can guarantee you that he'll probably come to Houston Dynamo or FC Dallas because he's from the he's from. He's uh, close to Dallas. He's from Longview. So, I mean, he's not that far away from the area. I remember when he was coming up and our newspapers were talking about him. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends his career would be in Dynamo or in, or in FC Dallas. So, that would be something for him beneficial. We'll stay back, you know, come back home where it all started. Yeah, I mean, he left the cool. area. He left the area when he was in high school. I mean, if he would have if, if he would have stayed there any longer, I think he would have been absorbed into the FC Dallas uh, Academy, which has been pretty good, actually. Yeah. But Puebla, like, 
I even when they bend bad, they, I don't know why, but they got them results against Toluca at home, like far away. They, I remember way back when Toluca, the Cardoso's team, one time they lost three to one in Puebla, and he was like a Puebla team that was like way back when it was Bernat and all those guys that they they took the team and they it was it was a time that they had that team, but then another. They stole the thing from an owner and stuff like that from way back from the 90s. And, that, and even then, so it wasn't that it's surprising. But they also beat Tigres last year, remember? Uh, the mm. opening, opening game. So that's their first home games are always like surprising victories. But like the fans don't care because they don't go. Well, I mean, come on. You, you got your team playing in bootleg jerseys. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, they, don't, they don't have the right ones. Apparently, the, the, the company didn't get enough time to ship them. How, seriously, how unprofessional from that from that brand to not ship the team, the jerseys ahead of time? I'm not going to rip on the... <laughs> I'm not going to rip on the brands, though. I feel like Pachuca probably agreed to their deal like on a Thursday before the league started on Friday. Like, I just... <laughs> These clubs, these, these Mexican clubs, after talking to a lot of people, they don't know what they're doing on the business side, a lot of them. It's kind of sad. But like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like horrible. Like if you see the jersey that they presented, like I'm looking at it right now, like it looks nice. But then you see the ones like the ones you can get in the Tianguis. Like you can get them, you can get them at, at the bazaar. It was just so bad jersey. I, I felt so bad for them, but I mean, I mean like – who, who, which one of y'all said that's what happens we order from China me deal in the back selling them I'm like come on man I'm still waiting on a jersey I think <laughs> no lie I ordered a uh, a Guatemala Blanco 1998 Aztec kit it took seven weeks to get here it's an XL I put it on dude it fit like a small dude, dude I ordered a Nigeria kit the world the, the world the one they used at the world cup uh it still hasn't gotten here, and it's been like almost a month. That's a nice jersey, though. That's really nice jersey. <laughs> I'm excited to wear it yeah. if it ever gets here. The Nike one, right? Obviously. Yeah. 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 yeah that that was like the Vapor Max design that they came out with. Yeah. Anyway, back to the game. I feel like Deluca has that club that we don't even look, we don't even pay attention to them. We look up week 16, and they're like top three somehow. Yeah. yeah. They have the easy Sunday games. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I always like. Like the best example to me is like Francisco Uribe. Like he was a guy who scored a lot of goals. Like really, he he always came through. But I, you never thought like, oh, I'm gonna go watch Francisco Uribe. He's kind of like whatever. He was he was like, well, they're gonna miss him now that he that he left for Brazil. But still, like it was like, if he was like in America, he would be like big signing and big names, and nobody cared about like Francisco Uribe. He never like. He was scoring goals there in Toluca. Like a small market, it's like a large city, but like, I don't know why, it's just a small market. It's, even when the Cardoso and all that, like, people didn't care about that team, like, other teams. Yeah, I don't know like, why, they're good. They're, just, they're, mm-hmm. they're good. They're consistent. I mean, they're like the yeah. Spurs. They're like the Spurs of Liga. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they really are. Sambuesa, Tim Duncan. Dude, Sambuesa's like Bruce Bowen, bro. Everyone hates no, him. Oh, my God. Ginobili. It reminds me of Ginobili. Senior's Ginobili. 
Oh yeah, Is he still playing? Senior's senior Tony Parker. Come on, how you guys miss that? <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to Saturday's games. Querétaro one, Pachuca zero. Uh, I mean, anyone else surprised by this? I feel like Pachuca is kind of like getting their sea legs underneath them this season. I Guti, mean, let's be honest. Guti hasn't well, even played a full ninety yet, so that's because he's leading. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised in that result. Thiago Volpi also again being a dominant factor for the team. He's gonna get that another was... man of the match, or yeah. actually a team of the week award is... that he did last year. I mean, last is... last week. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I guess I've missed it. But is Guemes still there? Because Guemes was uh, with America, and then he went with Querétaro. And is he yeah, still there? Yeah, they're out. Is he Actually, does, does, does he start? Did I'm he? Sure he doesn't. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, he was a really hot prospect last year. They're kind of exactly. like they're the same thing with with Linus like this year. Like there's not but, getting any time and everything like that. But at least Linus stayed with the team, so that goes to show. Yeah, it's just uh, Guemes, like, he, he stood out more for me when El Tuca Ferretti took him when Mexico played USA in that game where they won 3-2, 3-2. Pablo, yeah. scored, pa- Pablo Aguilar scored that goal, and he just put Guemes as uh, contención. Oh, yeah. That entire game, like, he put him to, like, the last 15, 20 minutes of the game, and I kid you not, he was solid rock. Like, I think Tuca just told him, you're going to go in there, you're just literally going to defend. You're not going to go and do anything else. Like, man, he was defending, he was covering... I that since yeah. then I was like I was like man I, I I enjoyed watching but then he went to Querétaro and then he just, just he started getting hurt so maybe that's one of the problems. The funny thing is that like right now like Güemes is if he's still in Querétaro he's not even like the the biggest oh remember him prospect it's like Iram Mir. He's oh still yeah. With oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Iram Mir coming from Monterrey right? Yeah, yeah he's still there in Querétaro. And he's a bigger. Well, well, he I thought for sure he was like he should have been starting in Russia like four years ago. Everybody was thought oh he's the he's going the to be in the starting lineup yeah. in Russia. And now he's like Same. in Querétaro. Yeah, and he's he's been there for a couple of years too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Querétaro is where uh, careers go to die. They're like the Cleveland Browns of the league on Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> Querétaro's attack, they have, like, Camilo Sanveso, Matias Britos, Edson Puch, like, Edkeko Villalba, mm-hmm. like, all players that, like, at one point were, like, really, really good, but, you know. Yeah, they would have won the Liga MX final, like, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Puch, 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 Puch came from that... another team, right? Yeah. Puch came from another yeah. team, yeah. Yeah. No, but, yeah. I still have he nightmares that you're running down Pachuca, and then from Pachuca, he failed horribly in Pachuca. And then and he didn't even make it to the World Club, the World Cup club, and so they sent him to 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 Guerrero. Man, yeah, from Chile, right? That's a player from Chile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. remember him? He was the one giving all those assists out and making making our <clears> defense <throat> like, well, making Miguel Ayun look weak, which isn't too hard, but still. That, that's something that took me many shots many fired. To, shots yeah, fired. That, yeah, that, yeah that, take that, it easy. That, take it easy, that, my boy Ayun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That took so many. So he long was talking the goal. He wanted to get out. <laughs> Go watch the highlights for that game, man. Yeah. So I watched that. I watched that seven zero beatdown at like this uh, this pub in Chicago. By the time it was four zero, I had it. Uh, the Globe. Oh, the Globe. All right. Yeah. Sure. By like the third or fourth goal, I had an Englishman just buying me drinks as he felt bad for me. Yeah. yeah. 
it's been a while that I, I mean, going back to it, it's been a while that I ever got to witness that from Mexico. Like, I've seen them 4 1, 4, like, lose against, against Argentina. Like, top tier teams. But like, yeah, like, top Chile teams. Chile was a good. That was, that was a good run for that Chile team. But yeah, that was a good, that was a good Chile squad. Out, that was a good Chile squad. I mean, yeah. Argentina botched two Copa America finals, but, you know, that's a whole other story. But they, they're the ones that ended up winning those two. And overall, San Paoli got really hyped up, and then he went to Sevilla. And then, yeah, like, what is he doing now? Is he still with Argentina? No, he no, got fired. No, he's gone. No, yeah, he got fired. Yeah, he had that dumbass quote but before the uh, World Cup. I think it was the knockout stage game. And then he was like, I don't come up with plans. They co- they come to me. I'm like, what? Who are you? Like, you're a coach. Like, prepare. Like, no, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> Talking about the national team, he, I, in the beginning weeks, I heard his name like like pro candidate. And I'm, it was scary because if, if he, was a, he was a candidate when Piojo, uh, when the Piojo got fired, and he, they didn't get the, he, of course, like went back to Chile before going, leaving Chile for Sevilla. And now I heard him, and I'm like, he didn't accept, turn down the national team, but turned down Mexico. I don't think he turns it down now. So I'm, it's kind of scary. Like, I don't yeah. want him at the national well, team. I, yeah, that might be the perfect pairing, actually. Both are on the way down. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to work for the FMF, but after the embarrassment of the World Cup that Argentina had with all the talent in that squad. And who was he starting in the in the 11? It was, like, names that you never heard of. And obviously not, it's not just – He played yeah. – Dybala, like, 22 minutes yeah. the whole yeah. competition. That's, it's, that yeah. Was, well, they were saying that Dybala plays almost like the Messi's position. That's why it was kind of hard for Dybala to put him in there. But I was like, man, man I'm, I'm getting him. tired of hearing that excuse. I just want to see the best players Argentina has to offer on the same field at once. Exactly. I don't care if we got 11 attackers and there's no defense. You just got oh. Romero in the back. He didn't even start Kun Aguero. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. Exactly. Yeah. He, had that, he had that good season with City, and he honestly did better than... Uh, well, my my take, my take on like Argentina is like it's like, it's super tough because it shows like everything like if you have if the whole if everything surrounding the national team is bad like it's like it, it permeates to the national team and like the press against in Argentina like it's really harsh with Messi and the guys the people are really harsh on them. And they don't play well. They, they 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 have even though they don't say it like it's a it's it's a mess because the press like a lot of the press like Martin Lieberman with Fox Sports like the all those guys like they're they they're like the Martinoli from Argentina. He just destroys an area and it's very simplistic arguments against them. So area is like Messi and the club of friends and Messi and he all came and maybe it's true because like. Sampaoli had problems with Messi. They it was just a flat out. The players didn't like Sampaoli, and the players had like a they didn't understand him and they didn't like the way they play. So they just flat out. By the time of Danny, that thing about uh, they just come to me was because supposedly there's rumors that Messi and the players told them after the Croatia game like, "Fuck it, we're gonna play our way and." You can help, but we're gonna do it our way because we don't get you. We don't understand your style. You, 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 you haven't been with this national team too long, and they, we just didn't get. So it was like a huge cra- crash, and like they, just, they pull out the Nigeria game because, like, because of Kun Aguero. That's why. <laughs> yeah. No, Marco Rojo was the guy who scored. Yeah, but Kun but was, scored. Kun tied it. No, the Messi yeah, scored he did first. Tie it. Then, well, then Moses tied it, and he. And if Nigeria, the 
if Nigeria had finished their counterattacks, they would have like finished the game. But then, like a brilliant, a, a, a lucky, lucky, not luck. Nigeria also did a bad job of defending and let the guy alone. So he scored on the two to one. And but back at, back in the France game, one again, once again, like it's just an in, in individual talent. And although Argentina is like, it may be problems with Messi. They still have Messi and guys like that. But it's like you you could see in Messi's face against Croatia, like he he couldn't handle the pressure. And like they can't handle it because it's like it's all everybody in Argentina, press fans, and it's just super big, too much pressure on game, and they just don't have fun. And they, they it's it it looks like a team that's static, like. The players don't play the way they do, like plus, and it's it's that's that's something I I fear with the national team, and I think in 2013 you saw some of that because guys like Guardado and and um, and Chicharito and everything with Chepo, like it was like it was like the Chepo situation in the World Cup. That's the best example. 2013 with Mexico in in Argentina. It's like well, last thing quick, and then we'll go back to the MX, but like. I feel like Argentina was playing like the Cavs in the finals, where like the players had good shots, but they're like, "Nah, let's, let's give it to LeBron. Let him do something else." They players players wouldn't shoot the ball. They give it to Messi. I'm like, "What are you yeah, guys I doing?" Yeah, I would too. It's like you, you saw Tyron Lewis drawing up plays like give the give the ball to LeBron. <laughs> uh, Ali was doing the same exact thing, but yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Well, moving on to national team coach uh, Piojo Herrera. 3-0 over Atlas. Um, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I think he heard our, our podcast last week, how much we bashed him. <laughs> He's like, you know, I got to prove people that I can be I called like, to the national team. hate will not be tolerated. I have to return. Okay, I have to return it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be a long season for Atlas? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think so. Again. It's going to be pretty long. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm watching Atlanta out there, man. Like, it hasn't been this bad in years. <laughs> I like that they're playing young players though, but uh, but yeah, it's not it's not gonna go well. See, that's one of the things. Not a not a good place to be right now. Yeah, yeah it's just one of the things you play the you know we all want the development of the young players, but then they you know it's it's a different whole type of level being in in in, in, in the Liga Mekis and yeah, once you're uh, catching L's left and right, it's like yeah, uh, once you start catching worth the sacrifice. Are you guys really about the about the about the team nationality as a whole? Yeah, that's probably one of the arguments that Tuka had. So I'm sure he's like, well, why play these kids? That you know, people eventually we start losing, people start coming. You know, the financial situation, financial part, people won't pay to watch the games. Where I could be bringing some top players. You know, like for example, he has Gignac, who scored again. People want to see Gignac play. Can I mean? So you see that from Atlas, it's good to have these young players, but I mean, it's not the same deliverance that they give us. I mean, if anything, now is the time to rebuild for Atlas. I mean, they're bad, but they're they're still 13th in the relegation table. You know, they got Man, Chivas, like, Pumas, Puebla, Querétaro, and Veracruz. They've been rebuilding for years, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, so honestly, many times. I don't know what's going on. They hired Rafa Marquez as a executive up there. I don't know what he's doing or what's going to happen, if that's going to accumulate change. I don't know if that was just for the press and just for something for people to talk about, but Overall, just I feel like they don't know what they're doing. Well, they, you know, there's one thing from one of the above youth talent because you know in the, in the past they have come up with pretty good products, but at the same time there's you know a win now mentality in League MX where it, it, if you get the right players, it's crazy anything could happen. You know. 
Yeah, well, name me one coach that Atlas has had for more than three seasons, be honest, that you can remember. I mean, it's, you can't even name You see, it's like, y'all can't even name them. I mean, they haven't even no, had I a can't. consistent coach. Yeah. You can't, I mean, I can I can tell you this much. I, they've had so many coaches. I'll bet you the Tena brothers has been there. La Volpe even came back. Ruben Omar Romano was there once. <laughs> La uh, Volpe. Pro, like yeah, three like times, pro, wasn't he? Yeah, Profe Cruz was there. Uh, I mean, everybody has been there. Pajara Chavez. Yeah, I mean, it's just they've never had a consistent coach where their system has, has you know, worked or developed developed something. So, it's you know, it's just been it's just been bad for them. So yeah, I guess they're the Atlante of the uh, of the Liga Mekis right now. And they actually had fifty five to forty five percent possession that came too. So it's like they had the ball, they just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. what about what about uh Club America? Is this is this any indicative of where they're going so far, or is it just... Two, is two it set piece goals by Rodriguez. I mean, come on. I mean, for right now, we'll see what happens, but I feel like that might have just gotten lucky. You know, I, I feel like you would be a decent candidate for the FMS as the head coach, but I mean, don't... Obviously, don't bash me for that statement. He wouldn't be the worst pick either, but the, we, we, know, we all know that they have that bias towards him. But overall, what he's doing with the Medica right now, you hear a lot of people talking about he doesn't know what he's doing. I feel like he has a plan. Just overall, he just doesn't know how to execute it the right way. Well, from uh, uh, it was just a bad atlas too. It was just a bad atlas. So I mean, he, I mean, it was just a bad atlas. So he took advantage of the situation, and I mean, he delivered the win. But I still, just, I don't, you know, I'm not confirmed. And I honestly, I mean, we're getting more into the coaching situation of the, the national team for the three, for the three. But I honestly, I mean, we've been there, we've done that. I just think we need to move away from El Piojo. That's just what my take. I know we'll get into that more later, but that's just my take. We've been there, we've done that. Let's move forward. Let's let's try something new. But I mean, he only had a few months, obviously. But I mean, he had a, he didn't have that long with the team. But that's and he made it as far as Juan Carlos Osorio did. So yeah, yeah. I think he came closer. Yeah, closer. Why the hell did they play that Chivas uh, Cruz Azul game on Saturday? I was watching the game. And I'm like, if I'm the players' union, I come out with the statement the next day saying that should not ever happen again. I'm just happy no one got hurt. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna be played. I, I was. It was delayed like half an hour, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I putting the yeah. water into the other pound bottles of water. I'm like, this is making no difference. Yeah. And the ref was bouncing the ball. Oh my god. <laughs> I was seeing that, and then when the delay happened, I was like, yeah, they're not playing this. So I, like, did something else, but then, like, I get a notification on my phone that Cruz Azul scored, and I was like, what? They played it? I didn't think they were going to play it. They shouldn't have played it. And obviously, it was a sloppy game. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't get me wrong. It was horrible. It was five shots on target the whole game. There was 30 fouls. It was just, it was not a pretty game. Which I no. I think that game tells us nothing about either team really. It tells us about no. the about the English Premiership, and that's how games are played over there on those fields. What do you guys um, think about I, uh about Salcido, Marin, and Pereira? Kind of the middle for the Chivas defense right there. Oh they had Salcido. God, Salcido I, looks so slow. They had him at defensive mid. Yeah, but he looks so slow. Like yeah, when. Did. Pachuca was coming, Cariago, what's his, the, the forward's name from, from Cruz Azul? Cariaglia, like, yeah. he was, and even with the polos and everything, and Salcido just looked 
too buff, like too. I don't. Know, his chest just looked too heavy for him to run. I was like, oh my god, he just looked very bad. And and Marin, I, I mean, he, he looked completely lost, and he just he was giving into and giving in too quickly on some and, and and some slide tackles or you know defending too. But like overall, it was just a bad game. I wish, I, like before we were talking, about, I wish we could have seen it, you know, in a, in, a, in a suitable condition for both of them. I strongly believe that Cruz Azul probably would have scored a little bit more on Chivas. So, yeah, to be honest, yeah, I have sure. the same opinion. So I'm kind of <laughs> glad that the game was kind of played in the conditions it was. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. I feel like that was the biggest thing. Yeah, there were some moments that I would see some of the players just about to just I, I randomly just slip, and another player just stop as fast, as hard as he could so he wouldn't hurt anybody. I wouldn't see that too many times. I just yeah, it was an awful game. It was just bad. I'm just I'm like still surprised that it even happened. And I know earlier we were talking about Hidan Mier. His his knee troubles kind of started when do you guys remember that game? Uh was it a couple years ago? It was uh Monterrey Chivas played in like similar conditions and they played the game for like 20 25 minutes and then he got hurt. And then they, they they postponed the game after that. You guys remember that? I remember, yeah. yeah. And then they had to play yeah. the other, the rest of it, yeah. That's when he got hurt. He hurt his knee that day. And began, yeah, like, the downfall. Yeah, That's they, where it they, started, they, yeah. They just need to have better judgment and just, you know, because anyone with eyes could have told you that that game was going to be played. I don't even know. Is it like, is that a Liga Mekis thing? Obviously, I don't know if it's a players' union thing, because if it was a players' union thing, they could protest it, but I don't know who wants to say he was in charge of that call or not, but it shouldn't have been. Uh, the, the, the head of Univision, bro. The head of Univision. <laughs> honestly, oh, honestly, no. right? Jeez. Um, so, you know, that game was playing. They were like, well, we got all these viewers. It's starting to drop. And go ahead and let them play. <laughs> I can see that happening. Because that was the game of the week, honestly. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Because of the conditions it wasn't, but that was the game I was looking forward to when I saw the schedule. Moving on to the actual game of the week, Pumas Nakaxa. Pumas five, Nakaxa three. This game was crazy. Where did Pumas come out of nowhere from, though? I'm, I'm trying to figure out. They're doing good, man. Yeah, they did good last season too, though. I mean, you got to think about it. Yeah, but... A good start last year, but in the end, like, it's the. I think Pumas got like did something smart that like Nico Castillo left, so they said to get two good forwards like Felipe Mora and Carlos Gonzalez. They're like. Not not to their level, but like they're pretty good. They're pretty yeah, they're good. Solid. Like, so that that was an but like like it's something that throws me is the three goals. Like the defense, the Pumas defense is terrible. Like it's, it it's a, a, a good player, but I Quintana like I never I never like Quintana and like when we had the throw is gonna be like if like last year when they we start. Suddenly they, Alustiza started slumping and that that and the, all that the, there was no more offense and all that the defense and then you had the the defense had to shine I, like the good thing is Luis Fuentes left like Luis Fuentes like last season I saw he was the worst player of the team by far but still like I they didn't get any they didn't we didn't get any defenders so it's gonna be like. When when a team like solid a team attacks because that's what happened against America like America like Piojo like destroyed Pumas like four one in the Liguilla and that's because the offense was like it's Arribas and three cones basically but maybe Alamoso like I'm, I have to have some faith on this young kid Alamoso who scored a goal 
but it had they had been ranking before, and Alan Mendoza is like scores, but he's not defensively he's not that great of a player, and and Quintana Hakes the those other two central defenders to me they're just they I don't think they're gonna do much in Liga MX in their career, so I'm I'm, not, I'm scared. <laughs> Same plateau it did last season. I mean, I could see it, but yeah, I feel like Pumas is headed in the right direction for the moment being. But we'll see. Obviously, this is a this is a long season as it does stand as Clausura, so we'll see what ends up happening. But how many do you guys think they'll actually make the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I know two games is early to judge, but overall, as far as a small sample size, what do you guys think? They could probably be the sleeper, but I, I, I can't see them. Again, like going back to what uh, Rafa was saying, just the, the defense looked very sloppy. So I, I can't see them going any far. I, not being a surprise. Maybe they could be the sleeper, but I just don't see them doing anything. Yeah, I think you know. first round exit is like like uh, quarterfinal. Like maybe they get 7-6 and then go out in the, in the first round of the play of the league. I, I see that. See that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about this? How many... How many of you think Necaxa will make the playoffs? Because they lost, but they haven't they been look looking good. too bad. I got yeah, I got a strong feeling about Necaxa, especially the coach, man. I've I've been the coaches just surprises me. Somebody was stating that, you know, in the long run he could be the national he could be called up for the national team just because yeah, he's been handling everything so, you know, I guess ethically correctly on the field and out outside the field with the press conference and how he's handling his team. So I could see Necaxa going further than Pumas. I mean, that was a game of the week. There were six goals in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And they were back-to-back. Some of them were back-to-back. Yep. Uh, uh, Necaxa's center backs and, like, goalie were just that – was, that was pretty bad. Uh, Alvarado and Ventura, uh, Alvarado Alvarado Lopez. And... Ventura Alvarado yeah, was Ventura terrible. Alvarado. He's been terrible, though. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. yeah. There's no secret. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. You know what uh, – him and Hugo, Hugo Gonzalez played together in America years ago. I don't know what happened in that, that goal. They're still failing together. <laughs> Shots fired. They're still failing together. <laughs> still upset. Yeah. <laughs> Lobos, Veracruz. Lobos gets uh, two goals over Veracruz. I mean, is this the battle for the, the basement right here? All right, let's be honest. Who watched this game? <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch this game. Uh, <laughs> I, I, watch it. I, I did watch it. It was it was alright. It was what you expected. Like Lobos, I like that they have young guys that maybe like. And I hope Palencia does well. I think he was in Pumas. He didn't do as bad as some people say he did. I remember him. So, uh, like Lobos, like Lobos, this like whatever. Like they don't have like Veracruz is terrible. Like it's like the worst team. Like. Veracruz is like, oh, it's like the, yeah. they really should like it's like a blight. That team is just like everything that's bad with that uh, with with Mexican football. It's all encapsulated in Veracruz. They make they make Atlas look like a decent destination though for any player. <laughs> 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 They're like at least I'm in Guadalajara, you know. At least I'm not in Veracruz. <laughs> Watch out, Veracruz! Both of Veracruz's fans are gonna get mad at you. Both. <laughs> And neither of them listen to this. <laughs> I don't know. If you're a Veracruz fan, what would you even watch? You're just hearing it from all angles. You're just, you're just getting upset. No one's talking about you, you know? It's like being a jazz fan. It's like 
No one's talking about you guys. Yeah, I mean, years ago. Yeah, but the Jazz at least make the playoffs, bro. Come on, the Jazz competitive. Cuauhtémoc Blanco, when he was there for a couple of years, I mean, he even took him, he took him really far with the team. I remember they had like a, that was like the only time they ever did something pretty good when Cuauhtémoc Blanco was there. It was like Veracruz, he he took the team and they were super leaders. And then, I think the team was owned by a guy, like, I don't remember his name, but he's one guy from the Toros, like from bullfighting. And on the last day, like they they used to play all the games at the same time, and then Veracruz was already through, so that game was meaningless. They were already super leaders, so he didn't want he didn't want to play that game, so they didn't send a team, so they defaulted that game. And then like, and then it, like a week later, Pumas came, and that was the 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 half the year of the title, B Campeonato, and Pumas came like ninth. And it was like easy against Veracruz, but then, like they didn't play that. They went from like a, a week rested because they defaulted that game. So like, I don't know. We maybe because they, they hadn't played the week before. Like Pumas beat them three zero at home, and then they tied in the game and by super leader curse, and they were out. So that team was wow. great. In the I remember that season. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to not to be that guy, but that's a different Veracruz team. Oh yeah, because in 2011, remember they 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 defaulted on payments to the FMF, so they had to like uh, combine with uh, who Another. was it with uh, Albi Negros uh, Orizaba to make a new yeah. team. Yeah, there's some like literally like like Club de Cuervos like <laughs> just Liga MX just encapsulated. That's, that's not the first time. We, well, it was that may the be the first time, time but I remember one time. One time Veracruz was at was in in division two was in segunda, and Irapuato moved from from Irapuato to Veracruz, and then este, and there was like the fake Veracruz they used to call it the, the el tiburón fresero, like because it was like Irapuato <laughs> and, and they played like one season and then it, Veracruz went up, este one and went up and then Irapuato became I think I don't know if they went I think it became Chapas. Like they just lasted one year, but there was one year when that Irapuato went to Veracruz, played as Veracruz. Veracruz este, went up to the first division, and then that Veracruz team became Chapas. Like oh, everything, like, awesome. like the worst of Mexican, that's Veracruz always. Man, the bottom of the table is, a, was always, is always a mess, and it has been for the past decade. Can you imagine how bad uh, the second division is? Jesus if this is that's the first cool. division. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up to practice you're like man I didn't get paid this week they're just like yeah me too man I don't know what we're going to do <laughs> <laughs> well going from the bottom of the table back to the top of the table Tigres with a 1-0 victory over Cholos Tigres kind of like by yeah. Cholos I mean, defensively have been pretty good I was, well, I was looking forward to this game I actually was looking forward to this game yeah, yeah. I think, it's a, I think this game is played differently if uh, this game is played in uh, Tijuana I think it's played oh, a little yeah. differently, just because of the surface. But Tigres or Tigres? Tigres going Tigres. Is that? Every, I mean, is it the best team in Liga MX? No, nah, they're gonna tease us all season and just end up losing in the quarterfinals or something. Like they always do. They have the best roster. I think they are. Yeah, they oh, have yeah. the best roster. roster. Easily. I, I do think they're one of the best teams. Like I said last week, they're the Atlanta Braves of Liga MX. 
Oh, yeah. We'll see what they can yeah. do. But honestly, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Well, they still got Jurgen Dam and Aquino. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Last game of the week, Leon loses by two. Zero to two that to Monterrey. That was a crazy game. That Recap, crazy what happened? Game. Wait, ended. Monterrey is um, superior. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, that he, team looks good. I'm kind of... Uh, yeah. And they had a Pizarro. It's like Jesus, man. It's like how could, like, how better could this team get? I'm kind of looking at them. Like, I don't think they're a new Tigres, but I feel like at this moment they're at par, if not better, than the Tigres team. I want to see that. That's the game I want to see. Yeah, Are they the well, Warriors one of the, of the things that, that they, they're the I wouldn't, Warriors, I wouldn't yeah. say that yet. Pizarro I, isn't the Marcus Cousins coming to the team. <laughs> oh, that's a bad comparison, man. That's a bad comparison, but. But one of the things that, that I noticed that Jonathan was, Gonzalez was like more in an advanced role that I was looking at some stats, uh, some, of the, some of the stats that I found out, like he played the entire 93 minutes that compared to the last game he played, he got subbed out by Molina and Gonzalez didn't look that great. Like for me, I was like, man, hopefully, you know, Molina doesn't take a spot. I'm a big Jonathan Gonzalez fan. He had 91% accurate passes and he had, for his crosses, he was one for one. Long balls, he was seven for seven. Uh, dribbles attempts, he was two for one. He won He won five uh, battles out of 11, I guess, battles. He won five. Uh, and that assist had, to Pizarro. Yeah, he had three interceptions, one tackle, five clearances. So, I mean, Gonzalez had a, the game of his life. I, well, one of the best games so far that he had in there. I mean, he looked very, very good. Along with Pizarro, man, they're just, it's just nice seeing them play together. Yeah, Pizarro, I mean, I, was, yeah, I, mean, I Pizarro, hate that he's yeah, but yeah, I he, looks, it, but he, I looks, mean... he looks happier. <laughs> he's 19. Dude, yeah. Gonzalez is 19. He hasn't turned 20 until next April. His Twitter isn't even verified. Like, he's just a regular dude from California, man. Like, it's just wild. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and he's just, ours. Uh, he's ours. Yeah, he's ours. That's crazy. I mean, if du when Tuca becomes a national head coach, he's not going to play him, but he'll have him on the bench for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that will lead into the next discussion. Osorio's go. Or actually, well, we'll we'll go back to it. Let's uh, recap the week. Uh, who's your guys' best player this week? I mean, it sounds like uh, here's is Jonathan Gonzalez. Anyone else? Uh, I'd say him, or you know, probably like Guido Rodriguez of America. He had a really good game. Not just the two goals, but everything else he was doing. He yeah, had probably one of the best games that I've ever seen of him. Ever had? Make oh yeah. Guido Rodriguez was good. Gonzalez was good. I feel like Pisado had a pretty good game as well. Yeah. Nobody on Chivas played well. <laughs> Absolutely no one. <laughs> no one Nobody in that whole game. <laughs> no, yeah, that nobody in that whole game. game. Yeah. That game was just. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to talk about that. Right Elias Hernandez, let's be honest, would probably been the best player on the pitch. Because um, he, he had a really good week last week, and overall, I feel like he's going to be the difference for Cruz Azul this season. I mean, they're still going to tank, but he's just going to be a difference. He's going to be like that much closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, we all, we, you know, we like to bash on Cruz Azul, I guess, but they're in second place right now. I mean, for now. I mean, hey, hey, it's early. It's real early. It's like a long season. <laughs> There's going to be a. They're going to be comparing this team to the teams in the 70s that won so much, and then they're just going to end up flopping like they always do. Because they're, they're going to hype them up so bad. The Mexican media is the worst when it comes to this. They're going to be like, Cruz Azul back, and you're going to see the headlines. But, man, when it comes down to it, I feel like they're going to slide everybody down again. Do you guys yeah. think they're actual favorite to win this season? Cruz Azul? Yeah. I, 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 I think they are. Like, what I've been reading, 
what I've been noticing around and just people talking just how they're like, even like I follow record in Mexico on Twitter and how they're just, uh, how throughout the summer they were, you know, just focusing on them and all the candidates that were bringing in and how Pelais has, you know, made a big difference in America, how he could probably do it again with, with Cruz Azul and how they just started the season with a lot of explosiveness. All right. All right. Let's they, just, they're... let's just get it out. Okay. We have, let's just go. Let's just, let's just do the, the, the FMF state of mind power rankings. We'll do the top eight. Top eight. All right. Tigres. Number one. Uh, nah. Who do you got number would, one? I'd say Monterrey. Okay, we have Monterrey number one right now. Uh huh. And then who? Tigres. Yeah. And then who else? Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul or Cholos? What do you guys think? I think Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul. Over Cholos right now. Yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. And then Pumas. I can say I don't know what do you think Pumas next. Pumas. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I take cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Pumas. Pumas. Pumas right now, yeah. Moving up, moved up in the rankings, I can see. Yeah. Mm. So we got Monterrey, Tigres, Pumas, Cruz Azul, and then yeah, Pumas. Pumas got third. Doesn't sound. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so Pumas yet. is four. Who do we got fifth? Cholos. Uh, Cholos. Cholos. Unless you guys want America there, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't feel like America can be after. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see America. America. America could be six. I'll, I'll yeah, give yeah, yeah that'll be six. I think that should be six. Should be, should be over America. Ooh. I think so. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, because they of that win. Wait a minute. They did well against Pumas because they, they were better than America. At, at, I think just because of what the way they played and everything like I eventually I was gonna see the America's gonna beat them but right now like they been they both games they played they left like a like a like good taste in people's mouth yeah okay Pumas so okay we can have... say that because Necaxa did beat them and America just beat a, a sorry Atlas a low Atlas it's like saying it's like a, a, a good boxer fighting a bad boxer. The good boxer is always going to look supremely better because he's fighting a, not even a notable fighter, like a, like a cab driver. So I guess you can say that 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 Necaxa could be six and America could be seventh. I don't All know right. who would be number eight. Morelia, maybe? Toluca? Morelia. I, feel I like say Morelia over Toluca. Yeah, Toluca just lost. Morelia just won. I say in the power rankings, that's fair. What about Lobos? Not Lobos? So, no, so, not, not, no. not with those, not with those uh, that wolf cry or whatever the hell they're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even watch the game. That's all everybody kept complaining about. I was like, well, good thing I didn't tune in. All right, so we got Monterrey, Tigres, Cruz Azul, Pumas, Cholos, Necaxa, America, and then Morelia at eight. Huh? I like that. Right. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Solid, yeah. All right, who's Solid. the worst? Veracruz? <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Atlas or Veracruz, it's like the battle of the uglies. Yeah. Like, you know. No, Vera, I think Veracruz is infinitely worse. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, half the players aren't getting paid and they don't want to play, but <laughs> <clears throat> it's it's like a tie for the worst. It was either Veracruz or Atlas. It's like a tie. You got kids that don't know what they're doing, and then you got grown men that don't want to play because they're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Just... The two sides of Liga Mekis. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> The two worst, the both ugly sides of Liga Mekis. And the funny thing is, they're teams that nobody talks about, you know. They wouldn't be happening if they were a big four team. Something along those lines. 
But that's currently what they're going through, and they're the worst. If you guys had to pick somebody that gets re- relegated, because I think only one team gets relegated, am I correct? Yes. Assuming yeah, the probably. team that gets promoted is eligible. <laughs> right. Well, man, yeah, don't oh, even... <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's not. Yeah, we don't have the time. We don't, we don't have, have the time. that much time. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Osorio, officially gone. Um, I mean, let's just go down the list. Uh, Nestor, what's the good and bad of his tenure with Mexico? What do you think? The good was, I don't know, was there any good? I mean, he touched Mexico pretty thoroughly as far as tactics. He really tried and implemented them. We beat Germany. We beat, I think, El Salvador in their actual home stadium since the first time. And I think I think they're talking about it was a decade. Plus, they erased the Columbus, Ohio curse, which was a dos a cero, the curse of dos a cero. And overall, those three things were actually pretty nice. But everything else, you know, losing in the first round of the World Cup once again. I know the other ones haven't been his fault, but, you know, losing once again towards that. And it's it's been even longer now that we haven't been the quinto partido. And then not only that, but the Copa Oro was a disaster. Siete Cero, which is the I mean, worst. Copa America, Copa America. Yeah, Copa America. Copa America. Copa America. Yeah, Siete Cero, which is the worst competitive defeat in Mexican men's national team history, which shouldn't be downplayed. And I think that's one of the things. Maybe he was tinkering. You could say whatever it was, but we just weren't that good that day. And the recent news of San Paoli just shows even more how much of a mess Mexico was at the time. But not only that, but... Yeah, we, he didn't win anything memorable. Did he win anything? Did he win one Copa or anything at all? I mean, we didn't do anything at the uh, at the uh, at the what is it called? Confederations that, Cup. Confederations Cup, right, right before the World Cup, and did yeah. we even win a? Technically, he didn't win. Well, he 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 was the super leader during uh, the hex. <laughs> I mean, on, I we laugh, but we we barely qualified in twenty fourteen. Yeah. And USA yeah. didn't qualify. So, I mean, we can laugh, but it's something. Chile, Chilena. So, man, I remember. It was like, oh, yeah. And Adidas had to unveil the kit because they were worried that Mexico wouldn't make it to the World Cup and they had spent so much time designing it. But overall, I'm glad that he's gone. But I kind of left a remorse of what could have been in the next four years because it's what he was already building on. And Jahid, again, with the article that he wrote a couple weeks ago, he spoke on how we haven't had a coach for the two World Cup cycles. And you see a lot of other nations that have that and have not only that, but way much more time with their coaches. You know, Germany was exited in the group stage and they haven't done that since, you know, I think before the pre-World War II era or right before World War II or in that moment. And they actually, they signed a contract extension with uh, with Yogi and they kept it. They're keeping it. They're keeping him. And it just goes to show it's hard to find a good coach out there. And overall, if you're building something that has positive results, it just keep it going because just because you don't win doesn't mean you shouldn't keep going with it, but I don't know. I'm kind of torn 50-50 on it. What do you guys think? Yeah, Antonio, what do you think? Uh, for me, the good and the bad, I mean, I think Osorio did a really good job in putting some players on. You know what I mean? Um, he showed a lot of favoritism toward a, uh, towards some players, which is not always a bad thing. Every, like, but uh, I, I mean, every coach in any sport is like that. Yeah, yeah. it is. But, like, uh, like with – for example, like Nestor Araujo, like, do you think he would have made his move to Celta de Vigo? Do you think Santos would have known like what they had in him had he not like gone to the national team? Oh, I'm sorry, no. the one that took him to the national. Same team. thing with Gallardo. Yeah. So yeah, Gallardo exploded his popularity. He's yeah. do good on that Monterrey squad too. Exactly. So you know he did good in putting some players on, but um, as far as the bad man, like like Nestor said, we didn't win a single thing. 
which you know we're expected to because we're one of the best teams in CONCACAF, if not the best. Um, but we didn't win one single trophy. And not only that, but like like I said, um, I think it was in the first episode, um, when the pressure is on in el- elimination games, he sucked. He absolutely sucked. Mexico absolutely sucked. As soon as we um, got into that Sweden game, all we needed was a tie. And what happens? We lose 3-0. <clears throat> and... Just not only that, but just when Mexico starts losing, when they're when they're trying to come from behind, it's just it it never worked out. We we had so much trouble just trying to come back when we were already losing, and that's that's not a good that's not a good look. Rafa. <clears throat> okay. Um. Wait a minute. <laughs> Answer. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess it's like, wait a minute. It's gonna be like a while. Like, I, I, well, in terms of what he did good, like, I, I, este, I think he did it all right. Like, I'm, well, he got Mexico este, into the place that they always get the second round. And I have a, a, a different view to all of that. Like, Um, like uh, you hear me, right? Like, oh, oh shit! Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like that's not an easy thing. people. I have like a debate. Like to me, if Mexico it doesn't do, I wish, I really wish Mexico did like, uh, like um, great and like. Get to the final to the fifth game like that, but my, my only problem that to me like a good World Cup from Mexico is to getting to the second round, because make there's this idea in Mexico like that ah oh, we always get to the fourth game and stuff like that like it's an like it's an easy thing, it's not an easy thing at all like it's really tough to maintain themselves it's really tough because like Mexico doesn't have a quarterfinal team like I wrote a story, an article about that. That Mexico doesn't have like a quarterfinal team level playing, and it has to do it like for four years. Like there's a lot of things to do. Um, Mexico actually outperforms itself. Like right now we have um, Chicharito and Raúl Jiménez at, in Europe. We thank God they're in Europe, and and. You saw in the Gold Cup, we have no forwards. We have like Martin Barragan and Angel Sepulveda, like Alan Pulido gets her. Like, we Perfect. Mexico just lucky. It's not lucky, but it's not an easy thing. People always say, like, this streak, the seven hour, we always get to the like to the fourth game, and it, people have taken that for granted. Like, like only Brazil, not, only Brazil has a longer streak than Mexico getting out of the group stage. And, And Brazil is Brazil. Like Mexico, like people think that Mexico, Mexico is a top 16 team, but it, it's like it's not easy like to get that. That Mexico outperform it, maintaining that status quo is really tough. And I'm I sometimes I I fear that we are like something like reminds me when Cruz Azul like Cruz Azul like area like subcampeonismo and Cruz Azul and all that and all the fun jokes and then they went to us. 
like a streak that he's only didn't even get to the Liguilla, and then he was like, well, maybe that subcampeonismo stuff isn't that funny or wasn't are that... You, are you saying that Mexico is a Cruz Azul? <laughs> the no, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying that people are like... Fans take stuff like for granted that Mexico is like going to get to the fourth place. I still, in my mind, I, I, I'm, so, I'm having like problems with how Mexican fans a lot this year. First of all, because when that draw came, I was like, area, I was like sure that it was going to be super hard as hell, like never before to get to the round, second round. I was like, really, like, I, I've never like, Never been to a World Cup going like, oh my God, we're going to finish in the first round because we had Germany, who's that World Cup champion, and Sweden, that is like, it was like the worst. There were two teams that I didn't want to finish, Nigeria and Germany, because the style of of the the Swedish and the Nigerians was the worst style. And Mexico got the draw, and I was like, we're finished. Like, I was hoping, like, not finished, but it was going to be like the toughest. And then we beat Germany, and like which nobody thought, which people. I was in Mexico then, like people were partying in the streets, like it was like the greatest thing ever. Like and and suddenly we, and it's still a great result because yeah, Germany didn't qualify for the first time, and blah blah blah. They didn't qualify because Mexico beat them, and they beat them playing a great style. Bios or that the best thing, best for sure. Osorio plan against Germany. That's by far the best thing he did. By far, the and um, and it's true that he didn't win gold clubs, he didn't win that and that. But Mexico only wins one gold cup every four years, and it's always like the first gold cup because the the one that they won the 2015 and the 2011. That's the only thing, and they lost the gold cup because like we went to a confederation cup with our whole team. That's all all we care about. The United States won, and they didn't even qualify to the World Cup. So. Basically, Chivas lost us that gold cup. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, get up there. Hey, 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 no Chivas slander here will be allowed. Don't, yeah, okay? don't pile it on. Yeah. Don't pile it on. Yeah, yeah. It's already Please. bad. Hey, 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 hey. Take it easy. The, <laughs> the, the last thing I see, oh, sorry, that he trusted the Mexican players too much. Sometimes he thought they could attack and they're limited. Like, we, we <laughs> Mexican football, we don't have as good players we have, like, we don't have like him, uh, great forwards with our some of our veterans are going and we and our youth isn't as coming out as good as we want. That's one. And the other thing is that I I he could never plan the idea that the the best thing I I the most I liked and the, I think a lot of us that were like pro Osorio like like was that Osorio is a guy who technically he could see every rival, he could see every. He studied everybody. He knew his knowledge of all the game. And I think that's one of the main problems that Mexico has with managers who don't study other rivals, don't care, I don't trust them. Like we saw it like Piojo Herrera, Piojo was a good a good good thing. That's why we have throwing Concaga. Like that's why Chepo was horrible, like a coach in the later years. Like Piojo like had a great World Cup because like Brazil, they were all like Brazil, Croatia, and, uh, and he did a great time. But once he faced Bangal, Bangal, he owned Piojo. And then in the Gold Cup, every team that plays the Gold Cup knows Mexico is like the big, so they have the strategy. The coaches don't know everything, and that's why you, that Piojo Herrera team went from 
being Croatia to like not being able to beat a Guatemalan team that lost to Cuba because that's stuff like that. And because Piojo is like, I don't, I don't want any more coaches like that. Coaches like, uh, that Piojo's Brava stubborn. Lucas. He's stubborn. He gets the players fired up though. It's what we need. That Toronto, it happened against Toronto, like in the CCL, like it happened with Tuca. That's why the thing I like, I, I hope for Almeida just for the fact that we just went from a champion champions league where two campeones went against Toronto totally think este miss este underrated them so it was uh, like an easy thing and and they 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 both got a coach too badly like that that Piojo thing was badly and then he went ah we had all our chances and then and all those este against Toronto which have won all those chances came with when the game was one nothing after they they lost three to one they Toronto scored in a counter-attack in the sixth minute and bye, that's it. It was like, Piojo, a lot of people said like Germany and Confederations Cup, uh, they were already 2-0 up, but yet Piojo is saying like, oh, we had all these chances after the game was 4-1, it was done, it was finished, like I, and stuff like that, and that's, and Osorio never quite accomplished, but that's why I, people bring up Michel Leaño, I hope like we have coaches that are, that, that are more pre prepared and stuff like that and know more about other, the other rivals. I hated that all that pundits and all that Mexico has to play that Mexico and not care about the other rivals because that's exactly what happened. After Chepo de la Torre, who played every game the same way and who who against Honduras, the coach figured him out at halftime and we went from a one nothing lead dominating to getting counter-attack, losing 2-1 and losing in Azteca because the coach figured him out. Every coach Figure Chepo out, and Piojo was going getting started to be figured out, and that's something. That's what the the most positive Osorio has is like I hope, but it's not gonna happen. Like that coaches in Mexico like look at like a guy like get more prepared, and and uh, or we have a coach like that, that has a style, that has a plan, and, and 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 can look at the other team because otherwise that's how the US. Has figured out that's how the U.S. dominated us for years. They always played the same. They always sat back. They always countered, and Mexico will always get surprised by by that and, and get mad and then start claiming the post game like, "Oh, we were the only team playing." Like they're gonna get some medal because they they try to play attacking football. Like no, that's the, the, like it was unfair. That's like that's what bothers me, and that's kind of what I I hope. And now talk later. But that's something I'm that we're gonna be seeing with the the youth squads because I think that we, that the best example is a coach like Hima Ruiz with a young who's got the Olympic pro the the Olympic team and I think it's exactly the kind of coach Mexico has to move away from the anti Osorio the old the old um, the old Pio Herrera type of coach or Piojo no or the old I don't know the old Typical Mexican league coach. The, that. Yeah, the typical retread that it gets hired every couple of years. Yeah, like that. Like yeah, uh, it, the recycle economy going. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I totally agree with everything you said. Pretty much, like people act like Mexico is an elite squad, and as much as I want to say they are, they're not. We're but... like on the tiptoes of it, but until we show different, we're not. Like one, this is I think, like Mexico has improved. They have sent guys to Europe and stuff, and maybe they had the best squad. But Mexicans are like, I always told them that they're like um, the Americans in this. 
they're always these, you're talking like like Mexico is an island, like other teams do it. Like you see, if you see the 1998 World that World Cup, everybody was playing Mexico, and now in 2000 in the 2014 we have everybody in Europe and stuff like that, and that's good. But if you see Colombia's 1998 squad, they had almost the same. A lot of guys in Colombia and in, in minor clubs, and there was all the the Raman guys and all that in the MLS. But now you look at them and they have este, Cuadrado in Juventus, James Rodriguez in, in Bayern Munich, Davison Sanchez in Tottenham, um, Ospina in Arsenal. The, they're probably going to get este, Jerry Mina in Barcelona. Like they did, they're, they're doing the same things and doing even better. That's, they, big, people got mad at, at Osorio for saying that they have better athletes. But that's like, and people got mad in Twitter because it, it was like offensive to them that Colombia had passed. But they did, they did the same thing as Mexico, but they did even better. And people in Mexico, they're doing the right stuff. And then they're saying, oh, we, we go to Europe and we stay in the same place. Yeah, because you have to do that. If they, we didn't send them to Europe, we would be doing even worse. And, and and once we do it in Europe, other teams are going to be doing the same thing. So the Chile did it with Vidal and, and Alexis Sanchez. So they also, they, and East and Medel and all those guys, everybody does it. Like, and Mexico can't be looking at themselves only and thinking, like, uh, thinking that, yeah, it's the right path, but we also got to do more. And it, it, sorry, it's going to be doing more because it's analyzing, but apparently, like, I have like after after I seen stuff with the woman team last night. Like apparently Mexicans think the World Cup is like small potatoes and getting 12 in the world is like expected and all that and and uh, people are and stuff like that. It's like Mexicans have to like put their feet on the floor. They're living in the clouds and stuff like that. And it's gonna be like a hard fall, man. I'm, it's bad, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, hey, we completely agree, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's spot on. I mean, I mean, I mean, do you hear anything to add other than not in your head? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, all y'all hit the nail right in the head. But I mean, one of the things it's been, I guess, like going back to my article that I wrote down, like it's been 18 years that we haven't had. Uh, and I repeat it again that we didn't have that stability going to the World Cup. Like we, we were crawling. Like we were, like we were begging to be in the World Cup. We had miracles happen for us. Like Raúl Jiménez scored that last-minute goal, that Chilena against Costa Rica. Like you know, situations like that. But when Osorio came in, like I felt more comfortable being with him, and 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 how he trusted the players because not a lot of players, like not a lot of coaches trusted the team. And like we all keep on repeating. And nobody wanted to take the, you know, nobody wanted to take the position as a head coach, just like we all say because of Chivas. But Osorio took it, and, and, and not knowing profoundly of hardly any of the players, hardly how the Liga MX is. I mean, he took us to the Copa Confederaciones, and yeah, I mean, we lost against a, a, a German team that obviously surprised us in the World Cup. But then, you know, the biggest accomplishment that I felt that we did, yeah, I mean, trophies speak for their own. But we didn't. We, we qualified to the World Cup with no problems. And again, like this has been 18 years, guys. Like since 2000, since 2002. I remember when Javier Aguirre came in. He brought his Pachuca squad. I still remember when he played that game against Honduras and the Estadio Azteca, and Cuauhtémoc Blanco scored two goals. And and I think it was like two to zero or three to one, and, and we won. Like since then, like we were just having problems and problems and problems and problems. We had to call extranjeros. We had Matias Bols. We had Senior. We had. Guillermo Franco, we couldn't have forwards like, like you know, uh, Rafa saying we didn't have forwards. 
But this time, he, he entrusted in the players, and, and he gave them the trust that's something he, they, we haven't had in, in, in years. That, that's my up, that's like my positive side of him. Yeah, okay, we didn't show any, 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 uh, any brilliance in the confederations, but remind me, when was the last time we went? I mean, wasn't it with La Volpe like in 2006 or something like that? I guess it had been years. So my thing is that I feel like he accomplished more than the previous coaches have had in the past. Now, yes, his rotations. Yes, the big issue with that. Like, if his rotations were not a problem, his, if the 7-0 was not a problem, I can strongly believe that he would still stay part of the team. But the rotations were such an issue. And, yeah, it's a certain extent I couldn't – I didn't agree with it because, you know, Diego Reyes would be playing uh, – Contention. I was like, since oh, when Oh, Diego he Reyes, demon. Yeah, since oh. when? Like, even when it was that, that – that, Boy, that ain't got no job right now. And, 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 like, even when they qualified, to, when there was, like, a qualification game – like he scored a goal against uh, Guatemala, Honduras, or somebody. And it was it just was, from a uh, header. It who, was who a was header. It? It was like Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> yeah. it was like like and it was like a like an easy like it was just, he scored and that's how he apparently yeah, was like the on, man like, of the match. Yeah, Oswaldo Adonis scoring too. Yeah, know? like and, and he, was, he was doing anything defensively. Yeah, exactly. So Diego Reyes was the man of the match because only he scored. But dude, like it was just awful, yeah, and that didn't help him being with his club team. So I mean. And then he kept uh, exploring and giving these options to these young players. That's something we haven't seen in a while. Without That's him, that, Jonathan Gonzalez probably wouldn't be next, exactly uh, declared exactly. As a and, and, right and you would have another coach come in like Pio Herrera. Obviously, doesn't give time to Diego Lainez. Oh, we need to <laughs> give him more maturity. How are you gonna give? How are you gonna say that when a 19-year-old Mape Mapabe uh, from 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 France is the golden boy of the World Cup? So, I mean, it's just situations like that. I mean, you hardly, if y'all remember, guys, every single World Cup since the past 18 years, you would hardly see a youngster coming to the team. Like, the last one I remember was Guardado when La Volpe took him because Guardado was dominating in Atlas, and he was, he, was, he was, like, the biggest the biggest player that we had at the moment. But at this squad, I mean, we had Gallardo, we had Edson Alvarez, and even Edson Alvarez having a bad game, he still started. All of he us tried. Were that was one yeah, thing, man. Yeah, like, I mean, I'd much rather like, have somebody back there that tried than, you know, Siete Cero that's out there just letting things happen. Where and, uh, and, 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 and another thing is, like, he didn't leave the golden generation players to go to completely waste. Like, I mean, these golden generation players that we had, like, Vela, uh, Araujo, we had uh, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, and we had all these other players. I mean, he didn't completely let them go into dust, even though we we're all, you know, like saying, why is he taking? Why is he taking? Like he entrusted them something that we didn't give them because they didn't give us results. But that golden generation, uh, you know, unfortunately has just been their level has been what MLS, and that's it right there. Giovanni Dos Santos. I mean, he was he was supposed to be the next great player that we would have had that we should have had, and obviously he didn't deliver. But his level is sadly MLS. Carlos Vela, I have no idea why he went to LAF, uh, LAFC. But that's because his he cared level. about he was, Chris Brown concerts more than he cared yeah, about. Yeah, or I mean, he wanted to live the lifestyle in America, and, and, and I mean, he's not really. Uh, apparently, back in the day, they would say that he would rather be focusing watching basketball than doing his sport. Like, <laughs> I mean, I heard about that stuff. So, I mean, my thing with that, the positive from it is that he gave the trust of something we didn't have. But the downside of it, my thing is the crucial, most important thing. You can have these big wins. You can have these qualifications. But if you don't deliver when it's needed, then everything goes to waste. He didn't deliver, obviously, in the Confederations. He didn't deliver the fourth Hey, game. when was... The, but, but, like, uh, Rafa was saying, it's not like he did anything less than the previous managers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, 
that's just one of the things that he didn't deliver. That's why more pressure could, like, if you see every title of him, it says Osorio is out after reaching round of 16. I kid you not, like, that's all you see, just round of 16, round of 16, round of 16. So he didn't personally deliver. He didn't just, de he didn't deliver when he was most needed. The Sweden game was just, it just showed how much our level was low compared to how we, how great we thought against Germany. Yeah, the German game, like, I had a buddy of mine that said, man, that was just awful second half of Mexico. I was like, dude, that was a brilliant game plan by, by Osorio. Just even looking at it, how the counterattack, he didn't give any space. He had the, they had, Germany had the three defenders in the back, and he had three forwards up there just waiting, you know, for they won't dom dominate us. I mean, he it, had I Jerome Boateng trying to make it, plays where, because Wandado was all over Tony Cruz. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was, it was a brilliant game, but I mean, everything just went downfall after the Sweden game, because then the pressure came back, you know, is Mexico going to be able to do it? So, that was just my only thing. Like, he didn't deliver when we most needed. And again, yes, like, not just the same as other as other coaches. So, I would have personally wanted to keep him. I mean, that's just, you know, obviously the article that I wrote, I would personally keep him because I felt stabled with him. We haven't won. Like, okay, uh, Nestor, you said that we haven't won in, in Salvador for like 16, uh, for like since eight, 10 years, or we, we couldn't beat Costa Rica or at home and, and then we beat United States after 50 years. I mean, going into that game, we were all, even if it would have been different coaches, like, yeah, we lost. That Dosa said, yeah, we lost. Like, we already know, but he delivered. And he, I mean, he delivered when we needed him, but the most important times in tournaments, just couldn't do it. But, and I rocked Marcus header at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, man. I yeah, after, I mean, after Guardado got hurt in the first half. Yeah, and, okay, see, that's another thing. I mean, I mean, Nestor was pissed about it. I was pissed about it, too. Like, how Guardado should have not. Should've he shouldn't have played. played. Should've should've played. played man. You have people Jonathan like praising him overall. They were like, "Oh, he played injured." I'm like, "That's not a good thing, you bunch of idiots." Like, that's not that's, that's not a positive. Like, he shouldn't have been yeah, playing. He shouldn't have been out the, there. The he shouldn't have like, been playing. So, so, yeah, so like, then that goes back, like, like you know, being favoritism, like, having favoritism like, is also you know like, hurt. But, but here, uh, there's something good that like somebody has said that like I I wrote about it, but like there's a guy like. I think Pepe del Bosque, who's in Twitter, who's a very good uh, reporter, and it's true. Like, Mexico has to do the work. Guardado, I said it was all right that he 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 played all right. I think he did well, but he had to play injured. We had to have Salcedo and Uguayan and stuff like that. Bella, Bella, and 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 Giovanni and all that leaves and we are, we are in, go to MLS and leave like that. If we were a big team like. Like Belgium, like in Golan doesn't go. Who cares? But Mexico, that's the problem. They don't do the work. We have a limited squad. Like, like Guardado, like at, at his best, he's there's he's all already old and there's no guy like Eric Gutierrez could in a future, but he's still not proven enough to with the national team probably because because he got a late start because of I don't know why. But we have we are too limited in stuff like that. Like. Nobody tells like nobody has made a a decision that well Uga Yala did that's one great thing that Osorio did. Uga Yala played great. No, but I was screaming when I saw the running lineups yeah. against Germany. I was like, man, we're gonna get burned so hard yeah, right now. Same I was like, there, but I was like, we're gonna so, be running back and forth. But, 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 but he, he gave that but he gave that trust. I mean that's that's just the thing that, that, that we don't have. Like that's just the thing. And and he uh, gave that, that trust to the players and and that's just something we haven't seen in the past. And and that that's just I, my argument. I think that's I, just my argument over and over again that, that that the trust was there. And 
I mean, look, look Brazil. Brazil, like, are Marcelo's gone? Like, that's a quarterfinal team. I mean, finish. Marcelo's gone, they got Felipe, like, to back up. That's what, and then people are mad that we didn't beat Brazil. Marcelo's gone, they got Felipe. Felipe will have been better than Atlético Madrid. He's better than doing better at his position than any Mexican player. Like, how the hell? And they replaced Danny people? Alves, too, remember? Danny Alves got hurt before the tournament. Yeah. Danny Alves well, and they're Alves like, is the best option at this point. Yeah, I will say well, this: that's Mexico, uh, like, teams are stacked because it's like there's 170 countries in the world. Being top eight in the world is like not easy. Germany, like look, look at Germany. Quarterfinal teams is a tough thing. Uh, Mexico is barely scratching, coming close, but it's, that final push is a tough push, and in Mexico, never does the work to do that. We have to do the work. We Right now, like people, a lot of posters have been saying, like, forget about the fifth game in four years because we have to start right now, like, looking right now. Like, right now, we don't see anybody who's going to be like forward once Chicharito and Raul leaves. Like, who's going to be a forward? Unless there's a, a whole FMF systematic change, the same thing's honestly going to keep going. And we can go back and forth between which player should be playing and sh- player shouldn't be playing. There's still going to be the same management. Nothing much is going to change, honestly, because the same expectations of those same players being called up are still going to be there. You're still going to get the Geos, the Jonathan, which honestly shouldn't have been called up. And even to a certain extent, Vela played his heart out. And, you know, as a center attacking mid, which Osorio had him in, he knew what he was doing because he played amazing. But everything else along those lines, it's just the same things are going to keep happening and happening. We can have the best talent out there, but then we'll just end up looking like Argentina, where, you know, the, the Federation doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And then the players and the coaches are just had to bite and rip. So, you know, the best player in the world, they say with uh, Messi, with Argentina. But, you know, I mean, as a structural point of view, if it's not right, as far as the decision makers and administrators in the Federation, and they're not looking towards the future as Germany did you know what, I think eight years ago when they got embarrassed at the World Cup, then what are we really going to? I mean, 12 years ago, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, Osorio yeah. definitely was, like, the only coach I can remember that actually looked at developing that that player 12 through 23. Yeah. He was always thinking ahead. I mean, granted, we all hated the rotations, but they served a purpose. They developed exactly. those other players. Because, like you were saying, like, as Rafa was saying, Mexico 1 through 11, they can probably compete with a lot of top countries. But over a tournament style, Mexico, 12 through 18, or 12, 12 through 23, they just can't. They don't have the depth. They just don't. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, not, not okay, so touch on, the, on that what you're talking about. So, I mean, he gave that, total, you know, the, the age, like thinking ahead. And years ago, we would, uh, you know, we had to call Cuauhtémoc Black from retirement. Uh, we got to call some of these players back from retirement because we couldn't feel the We got to start so, Gigi Franco at a World Cup. Yeah, so, so. Osori was looking ahead for us. So now coming to this next World Cup, I mean, we, I mean, if Gallardo still is playing the same way he is, if Edson gets more confidence, if uh, all these young players that he gave the opportunity at Chucky Lozano, I mean, that that's just the positive side that I see from him that I that I that I endured from him. But uh, you know, rumors coming out that you know maybe you know United States due to his family being from uh, you know his family being here. But I can't blame him if he takes the position at Colombia. Because if that if, if that situation comes where he's offered to, to coach his national team, shoot, if I was in that same position, if I if, if, if being in his shoes, I would take it. I would I take. I would be a head coach. I, yeah, like I mean, I would take it. But I he mean, he would be perfect for the U.S. too. That's a, that annoys me. <laughs> no, I honestly don't want him there, and that's just me. I just feel like uh, 
I mean, I know y'all did say that he'll be like, uh, he'll, like he'll Babe Ruth going to the Yankees. Come on, man. I mean, yes. I'm not comparing him as that good, but it's like you just don't want to see him doing well for the other side. That's how I see it. Exactly. I just don't want him doing well for the other side. Like, I mean, I I'd rather I don't see take that him risk. In, yeah. in in Colombia. Yeah, I don't. I'd rather see him in Colombia, in Colombia, and and gain a lot of a lot of, a lot of. Uh, positive outcomes in his games, but I'd rather not see him in the United States because then they're gonna go again. The 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 the, the, the oh, United States is oh, since 2000. We've been no, I mean it's just brutally annoying being yep. part, you know, being here and then it's such this country is such a diverse country that you have so many nationalities and and if you, and and like I mean I have so many friends I have so many friends that are from Central America and 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 then they have you, you know they choose every team that Mexico plays against it's just brutally annoying and that's why I don't want them to be you here. got the Salvadorans and the Honduras then you have all these people that you know I'm gonna be a Brazilian fan one day and the next day if Brazil's out oh United States still in I'm gonna still cheer for USA yep. I mean that's just not the true entity of passion of supporting your national team and I and I agree with what I said I mean we got to put our feet in the ground Mexico's not an elite team. I, I don't think I don't never mention that we've I've never felt that we've been an elite team, but I feel that we've been a competitive team. I know we can compete, but there's just so many situations going towards the game always, and it's always it's always something happens, and it's just it's just annoying. But again, I mean, Osorio did what he had to do, and I mean, I mean, bring on the next one. I just my point of view, my perspective of bringing the next the next coach. Why are we gonna bring somebody? Sacrifice. <laughs> Why are we gonna bring somebody that doesn't know the league I make doesn't know the players, doesn't know the system, doesn't know the country, doesn't endure the country? Why not bring somebody who's already done that? So that's that's why all fingers point to Almeida, but you know, there's so much you know, you know sketchy things going behind the boards that we don't we can't see. But that's just my I, argument. That's just a, my like, argument. I think Almeida might be a, like a, people say that Chivas and stuff like that. But I have a theory that, first of all, I don't think many people are going to want the team outside from Mexico. And people think, because people think that Mexican fans and the Mexican fans are in love with themselves and think that, oh, they're great. And people dance like, that was so traveled. They traveled around and people saw, people outside see a, a team that, that is qualified to the World Cup, that finished 15. And like, the, you see a team like Switzerland and you, you, you a Mexican. You don't see Switzerland, you think, oh my God, how embarrassing Switzerland. They're the, they're, you're like, oh, I finished in the second round. That's what, and that's Mexico. And they, but they see fans like chanting against him in the airport, booing. And in a, I was at the game, booing completely in the, against in the farewell match, treating that press being hard because the Mexican press is super, is horrible and hard. And they think they're great. And it, I've been told by guys like Martin Le Palacio that that's Spanish press because. It's a lot easier on the on the national team than the Mexican the press. The Mexican press is super harsh, and people think that in Mexico have this idea that all oh, the press is tougher. No, Mexican press is, is super hard, and 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 it's a tough job. And that Osorio thing, that way they mis fans mistreated it. That thing goes. The other guy before Osorio that was an outsider was Ericsson, Seb Gangares Ericsson. His career was ruined after the national team, after taking Mexico. It's a bad job, and people people think that people... And the national team also made, like, a million dollars or something. He was, like, a 16th or 17th in the World Cup, and people think that Mexican money, they have a lot of money, they can, they can pay the salaries that, that Guardiola and stuff like that are getting, and that's not true. I don't think there's going to be... 
it's gonna be something like like Piojo Herrera, like Tuga's already gone. Like when Piojo Herrera got fired and they they had to go, Osorio was third choice. San Paoli said no, Bielsa said no, and flat out said no. He like made an excuse and out coach one day no, he said no, he had no job at the time. Bielsa said no, San Paoli said no, Everybody said no. Osorio was the guy who said yes, and now Osorio. Yeah. It's three years, so it's, I think this is gonna be like a situation like they're gonna be like, oh, I'm Almeida fight you do because I think Almeida still has like like the idea that he's not gonna get a better opportunity like they, right now and that and he likes Mexico and, and Mexican players and maybe I had a love offer like that. With, yeah, but with, I mean, so I think but, he's gonna get like more. Este, they're gonna look at him more like I, I think he might have be like the best shot. Like the the front runner, I think. Yeah, I mean, and 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 and, and to touch base on that, I, I mean, he he has shown that you know he has he has captured the the Liga Mekis for him. He he has captured the, the the fans of Mexico and and his 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 tactics, like how he knows how to how to uh, change this change a game or to change the players during the game or you know when he doesn't have the the, the quality players on the field, he knows how to. How to you know go with the motion with that? And that's something that we need. I mean, y'all keep on saying, we keep on saying, Pio Herrera, he couldn't, he can't change during the game. I mean, he can't change his his lineup or his tactics during the game. He he can't switch around. Almeida has done that, and Almeida can't control himself with the com- press conference and and with the with with the media. Pio Herrera can't do that. Pio Herrera is like another. I mean, he's like a mini Tuca. I mean, Tuca doesn't take BS from none of the press conference, and, and Pio Herrera can't do that. And you know, national team doesn't need. Any more of that spotlight and distraction? Oh, you know, Pierre Red again is back at it, being the second term as a coach and getting arguments with the with the with with the media. I can't see that from him. I can't see him changing. So, whoever next comes, I I just hope they just. I my only thing is to keep this coach for a good number of cycles. Just keep him there. Yeah, that's all I. Keep, that's all I ask for. Keep dreaming. That that's whatever. But yeah, that's not gonna happen. The carousel's gonna keep going, baby. We need, well, we need some change. Yeah. It just, we lose one game, fire the coach. Matter of fact, they must start firing the coach halfway at, at halftime. They'll think he's doing well enough. I mean, How many coaches? They fired Vucetich at halftime, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> How many coaches are we going to go through this this World Cup cycle? I say two. Uh, I say two. Gotta, we're going to start a Kinyela, and it's uh, Well, I got three currently. So <laughs> How much you guys putting? <laughs> I well, think with social media nowadays, how, how, how heavily it's pushed, I think with social media and comments and, and just how social media is, and you can see it in, in the palm of your hand, I think we'll have one. Let me tell you why. Because I'm sure, like, like during the press conference, I, I was, you know, watching it through Twitter. Somebody kind of said, like, why are we having another guy from Televisa? Esto siempre pasa. Like, we're having the same thing. Like, Televisa, the whole, Televisa comes in and just, it's been the same result for the past few years ever since Televisa has been owing been part of the Selección Nacional. And they're like, well, you know, somebody made a comment, well, you know, he's been the best one so far. He has experience in this and that. So, I mean, I'm, like, the, the social media is going to have a big impact these next few years coming on how the national coach will be handled. I think that's just something extra to, to add to that. That's just my point of view. And I think we'll have one. And I strongly believe if it's Almeida, I think he can finish. But, yes, I mean, going to what Rafa's saying, the press, the the the, the 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 media in Mexico is just just terrible. It's just horrible. It's just expectations are so high, and it doesn't come from ex players, like it comes from yeah, from it does. Media, it does. I mean, not a lot. I mean, from <laughs> over time. Oh, here, my guy. 
apart from <laughs> Rafa, like like Hugo Sanchez, like he's he, I, I can't stand him because he's I mean so he, up. That's like he's he's like he always wants to criticize him. Like dude, like you didn't do absolutely nothing no, with the national team. We don't like, talk about do, years. Remember, we don't like yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Those but years I mean, never happened. I just feel like more like five years old. Five years old, like the, you know, heavily. Did anybody see, like, they were talking? I think there's a video in ESPN. They were talking about it in a, in a picante, and it was Mario Carrillo was there. And they were, who should be the substitute? And Mario Carrillo just said, I should be the substitute. He's one, I'm, I'm qualified. And I, I think it was Alejandro de la Rosa Flau told him, like, no, well, like, you can't. And I was like, are you crazy? You're are you insane? Are you literally insane? Like Mario, what the hell Mario Carrillo has done? And he's a, and people are are saying like taking comments from the guy. I'm like, he just flat wants the team. What what are you gonna comment? He's gonna cheat on every national team coach, and he's gonna think he's because he's crazy, like like certifiably crazy, supposedly, <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like Thomas Boy, who's a super went to the World Cup and they pick up an analyst like Thomas Boyd they, to go to the TV show to fill the hole and then he's that guy that people are listening he to. He was guy so who, bad who, in that Gold like, Cup a couple years ago. Oh, he was yeah, so bad. Oh, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyway, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll keep an eye on the Osorio watch, we'll call it. Or no, Osorio's replacement watch. Osorio watch. <laughs> the radar. Yeah. The radar. Um, real quick, uh, I guess we'll finish up with that. I guess the L3 women win, win in the 2018. Yeah, women yeah. no. They ended up winning I'm, at the Caribbean Games and uh, Central American Games. It's, they actually I'm won extremely the gold. I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really the, proud for them. Especially because, after the boys bounced out in the group stage. Yeah. After they just came in second in the Tulum tournament, learning to losing to England. Or so. El Salvador, too. They lost the, 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 yeah, the U21. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a stepping stone for the women, for La Femenil. Let me tell you why. Like, the, like the FIFA World Cup for the women's, Like, I was into it, but then I started realizing that it was the same teams that were winning. And I would look, and I would look into this. This was, like, years ago. Like, USA, like, ha had, like, a league for them. And, like, Brazil had, like, a small league for them. Germany, they had a league for them. And, like, like those were the top three. Like, in Japan, they had, like, a league, for, like, a small league for them. And in Mexico, you never heard of the Liga MX for Femenil until recently, a year ago. So this is a stepping stone for the Mexican feminine to, I mean, to really put their name out there. Like, it's it just, it wasn't like the tournament was. There wasn't a league until last year. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, now that, now they have it, now they have it. So like, it's just so much quality of the girls that they have. And I'm like, man, like, this is not even fair. Like United States had players from Canada, had girls from uh, like uh, other, other places, Germany. I mean, they had their own league, Brazil. Are you serious Brazil? right now? Half of the Mexico squad is Americans. <laughs> Yeah, well, like let's chill. Did you did you see one of the top goal scorers with three well, goals? I mean, like, that's I mean, the most American name some, ever. I mean, when I was looking at it, I mean, I think that like two or three, two or three were from 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 United States. I mean, with two of them, like one I could not remember from California, but I mean, some of them were were in Mexico. I mean, the majority of them were from Mexico. And so, the cool I mean, part about them not having a league since only a year ago is that a lot of them are already in Europe, and that's the one yep. thing that you see them kind of building upon. Yeah, Mexico is gonna be like I think they can have everything to be like a world powerhouse in in women's sport because the the sport isn't like very like este, developed and it's never gonna be that way. Like I always say, like the United States, like it's like treat it's like the Brazil, the three-time powerhouse women champion, and they and they did so they became the top women team and they are the top women team 
they did so by the the by the, the the system that they did to get to that title is the same system that the the United States did in the 1990 World Cup. That that team that went 0-3 and lost all games and was like it was college kids and some professional players. That system for women is good enough to get the United States three titles. So there's a lot more room, like a, a good league and a couple of players in Europe, and they have like a, they have that 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 advantage that there's not there's no 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 not a lot of strong team because of the problems with women and sports. So the United States is a fertile ground so that they can immediately with a league and a couple of years they're gonna be like they're already doing it against the United States winning. U twenties and U seventeen at the U twenty titles and like I think they won last year the and beat them on penalties that uh, beat the United won the Concacaf title for the U twenty they won that uh, beat the Americans and they're gonna be that way because it's a fertile ground the United States just because of just based on their college system that is nothing doesn't exist the college system in in men's team that same soccer system is like the best. The best place for for like four national teams, like like in Canada, Mexico, like there were five national teams out of that that college system. So they have the further ground, and I think they're gonna do good. And yeah, and we have to support. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we I have mean, to support. I mean, we have so, to write so, articles. We we gotta get out yeah. there and actually showcase it. Because if not, so, who is? I mean, this isn't the WNBA. Like we actually care about this stuff, guys. <laughs> okay, so I was looking at the squad right now. So like we're saying, like half of the squad so that like. The, out of the 20 players that were called, is one one played Tigres, Monterrey, Levante, Tigres, yeah, Tigres, Toluca. Yeah, there's another one that then, just transferred Hugh, to. So Malaga. here's the first one, Houston Dash. That's one, and then Tigres again, Sky Blue. I think that's that's again two. That's uh, I think that's yeah, that's that's in USA. Monterrey, Chicago Red Stars. That's already three. Pachuca, Pachuca, Tigres, Atlético de Madrid, Santa. Clara University, that's four, and America, America. So the majority of the girls are in La Liga Femenil. So that's just something, I think this is just a stepping stone for them. And then and, and to, to, when the FIFA Women's World Cup, I mean, they make an impact because, I mean, it's just not fair. Germany and USA and, 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 and Brazil and the other big teams, they had the league okay. of their own. If the league is good, like, if they, if they support it, and it's going to get support because, like, it's totally... But with a, with a couple of years, this league, if they start getting other players and signing them, like I think this league could easily be top 10 league in the world, like immediately, yeah. because there's no there's even top, five. top five, top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, big ups for them. I'm extremely proud, and and it's just because years ago it was just a joke that they would play, they would get. They'll get rammed by other teams. I remember it was just a joke just watching them because they didn't really have any. Like, I remember they, like, there were even comments of saying they'll just pick up girls from, from like, just from, from El Rancho. Just they're, to, not, they could... they're not Veracruz también. Let's take it yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, great, you know. Great well, I hope they're, they're going to get support. I hope they do well. I just hope the Mexican fans support them, but don't turn this into like a. A situation, a personal situation for me, like a Tito Trini, that stuff, like in Puerto Rico, like where people hype them too much. Because last night it was embarrassing, like it was embarrassing how fans in Twitter, like, because Chicharito said that Cosa Chingona stuff, and they turned it against them, and everybody was like, because apparently they're mad against them, and people started turning them against 
that the the women national team and is first of all Central American Games not the World Cup. Mexico did a great job. A 12 in the World Cup is like big deal. And the second of all, like I saw it a couple of weeks ago. If people hype hype this team too much, but the problem is that then as soon as they fail, they're gonna be like I'm like a couple of weeks away from people like crying for Mexico to like people like now using that that cosa that gonna sing in two months turn like I was there in Mexico City. It was there. They were like saying everybody was saying it unironic, like yeah, cosa chingonas. And now it's like ah, these girls are doing cosa chingonas. It's insane. How the fair weather fans is like, and I hope they, they, there is no problem. I think they're gonna get the support, like, but people and they're gonna do well. Like they're gonna be like, but I hope they also don't turn into the pressure, like because like now we have a new 20 World Cup. And I and I hope they do well, but like they did, they didn't do well the last World Cup in with the women with the um, Charlene Corral and everything. They got they went out in the in the first round and people turn turn against them, and like that's the double edged sword in Mexico. That you you want support, but then if they pay too much attention, like in beating birds quickly, like and stuff like that. Like ah, uh, it's like man, you know. But I I I, I think. If they were, I hope they get like I hope they get to support a lot of support, but hopefully they get the support and hopefully they get more women fans, more because male fans in in, in Mexico are like I'm pretty sure women fans are stick and they stick with people they stick with chicharito they stick with guys they won't uh, male fans are like super fickle like and 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 I think that's a problem like I've been I think they're doing well in selling but I wish they Maybe because Mexico is also a society where a lot of males are money and it's like it's a very masculine but, society where women so, have to get There's also a problem that they try to sell it too much. Like, I I think Televisa's done a show for them and stuff like they should be selling them, like the US, like selling them to girls and women and for women to see sports. I think they should be like uh, in TV, God, in telenovelas and stuff like that. They should be like sponsoring. They should be making like sell sell that stuff to like women to women supporters to women announcers i think that's like the missing piece because yeah that would be smart that would be smart that's that's gonna then uh, they're gonna be isolated because i think they're great fans women fans are great fans and we male fans in mexico too fickle yeah well i mean yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, hopefully uh, we get more coverage from them. I mean, it's kind of hard to get highlights, too. Some of the highlights are just like, here's one goal, and that's it. Yeah, you don't get to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mexico, they've been showing the games, and they're, that's weird. I, I get more support. I'm also, there's also a problem that Dish Network, and so I don't see. But in Mexico, like, I, I at least I, I saw, like, they, Fox Sports had, like, a game on Sunday, a game on Friday, and a game, and they the best thing they did they were playing on Monday nights. Monday nights there was no league game, so I, I watched the feminine the Liga of MX, the Liga MX games. But like the US channels haven't picked all that up. That they don't, they stream some of the games on uh, Facebook Live, I think. Yeah, but like, I was in Mexico. I was I didn't come to Puerto Rico to like recently. I've been out oh, here. Puerto Rico, baby. <laughs> hmm. Is it Puerto Rico? I work yeah. with a lot of Puerto Ricans here in Dallas. I work with a lot of Puerto Ricans here in Dallas. So. 
Yeah, they're gonna be poor people because they realize leaving the island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's gonna wrap it up this week. <laughs> hey, hold up! I got one last thing to say. All right, all right. Get, get, it, get it off your chest. Two zero. And they're beating Morelia at the moment, so should we drop Morelia from the <laughs> well, It's the Liga MX power rank, it's not the Copa MX power rank. Yeah, very, very true, very, very true. Gael Sandoval. Gael Sandoval, Gael Sandoval is starting. Gael Sandoval starts here, but he doesn't start in the Liga MX. Gael Sandoval already scored two goals, if I'm not mistaken, a penalty, and then just a nice cross in the corner. So, I mean, it was pretty good. I will say, Chivas basically have played one game this season. That game on Saturday does not count. That was garbage. Yeah, well, right. they're yeah. one. Well, it's uh, yeah, thanks. for Chivas. Toluca is a tough place for Chivas. They lost a lot of games there. Uh, On Sunday, they to Toluca and yeah, Toluca. They it's gonna be tough. I don't. Um, gonna drop another All right. Well. That's it for this week. Um, yeah, I mean, Nestor, where can the people find you? At Nascavelli on Twitter, N-E-S-Q-U-I-V-E-L-L-I. And on Instagram and anywhere else as well. Damn, that's social media. Um, Antonio? <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Antonio1998, double underscore. And, yeah, man, follow me. thought you fell asleep, man. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Uh, Rafa? Yeah, follow me at Comedia MX at Twitter and also on YouTube like uh, RH, my name from from FMS State of Mind RHS Unam 80 that can channel I'm putting the El Paquete I gave those are I took the highlights uh, since 1997 like I've been T- taping all the highlights from every Liga MX game I watched and Mexican national team. So I put them all for a call. Some, they're called El Paquete. It's like the Cuban stuff that uh, well, I'll talk about that later. And those are all the seasons, like highlights of all the seasons from 1997 up to 2016. And I'll be, I'll keep on putting, like, put them at the individual games now. Uh, just But they're right now they're up on YouTube. So 1997, uh, do you have when Cruz Azul last won the title? <laughs> uh, no. Black and white? <laughs> I have. Uh, that, that, I know. Yeah. 97, like, I have, like, I have that, the one before that, Toluca, uh, when Chivas won, I think. No, it's not something like that. But uh, but I have a lot, a lot of highlights that are almost all the all seasons and including stuff that I haven't seen out there. That's why I placed them because a lot of the things I have, I, I there's there there wasn't any channel there, and I'm like, okay, like I have to put them up so people. I hope people check that out. And uh, yeah, here, uh, Jmart ten eighteen on Twitter, so you can catch me at and uh, consistently talking about soccer, boxing, and uh, and uh, that's really it. <laughs> Get ready for the NFL season too, <laughs> but uh, it's been a great show. All right, yeah, and you can find me at the Colorful Kit. And uh, thanks for listening. Leave review, rating, comments, things you disagree, whatever. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. Thanks, guys. Okay, Thank bye. you. Have a good night.